Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Purpose and Truth with Kim and Eden. Hello, Eden. Hi. How are you? I'm excited today. <laughs> yeah. so, so we have a very special guest, a very special episode, and, and many of you listeners, gosh, it's going to be five years this year. Many of you know that Eden and I are very deep, but yet we... We also like to watch reality shows and learn about life and people, and I just really enjoy doing that. And so one of our favorites is The Golden Bachelor, and that was just recently aired and did extremely well, and everyone around the world was talking about it. And we got so lucky as to have Leslie Fema, the runner-up, on the show, and I know she, she impacted a lot of people because of her down-to-earth nature and because she just comes across so love and like, I'm like getting choked up saying that. Aww. Like, I just, I feel her energy. Like, she just yeah. has a very love energy that radiates out. And so I feel like a lot of people watching watch her and feel like she's their friend and yeah. feel yeah. a lot of comfort. Like, they see themselves in her. And so I just, I felt like both of us talked about it and we related to her in a big way. And so let me just tell you about her before we welcome her on. Um, she is a 10-time marathon finisher and personal trainer, former national aerobics champion and champion figure skater. She is also a retreat leader. I noticed she's doing a retreat in Costa Rica coming up. That's totally up my alley. Um, and, of course, she was recently one of the stars of The Golden Bachelor. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. Oh, Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. yeah, and I want to just come and say thank you to she. <laughs> we're good friends with Vicky, and we know Bobby too, your cousin. And so we got connected through Vicky, and I just wanted to say thank you, kind of shout out to Vicky for uh, yeah. connecting love us. You, Vicky. Vicky yeah. and I are sisters from a different mom. <laughs> we yeah. always, you know, we're we're obviously she's married my first cousin, but we're very good friends. We always have been, and. I'm so lucky she's in my life. I feel the same way. When I yeah. met her, it was like immediate. Oh, I know. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 Her and I have a birthday one day apart. So oh. we're Libra sisters. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So how we, we know you from being on The Golden Bachelor, the very first season. So it's iconic. Um, and it was such a big success, I believe. And, you know, um, we we want to know, though, how did you get on the show? How did you start that? But I, we also want to know at some point during the interview, we want to ask, because you're more than just that, than just the, the, one of the stars of The Golden Bachelor. Um, and we want to make sure that we talk about personal things with you as well. But we're going to start off with how did you start? How did you get on that show? Um, well, I'm a... I'm part of Bachelor Nation, watched since Trista, who I yeah. adore, and she's literally the person that got me interested in watching the show, and now we're friends, which is oh, like, really? 
That's so cool. Um, but basically I was just, it was last February. So I literally a year ago, I come home from, I was in Arizona at, um, at my client's 90th birthday party and, um, long, long time client, almost like a mother to me. Um, anyways, I came home from the birthday party and I was just catching up on the show because I record it. And then at the end, it says, if you know of someone or if you're a senior looking for love, apply for the Golden Bachelor. And I literally took my phone as I was watching the show and I, I applied online on my phone. <laughs> like right so away. You, it's, <laughs> it's just real. I mean, just, and I'm like, such trying, a- you know, I have, I have my glasses on. I'm like, I'm trying to read <laughs> what in add pictures I'm like I don't know what pictures like I literally applied on my phone literally because I just then I have to backtrack a little bit um it was before COVID I was watching The Bachelor with my daughter right here in my couch and she turned to me and I I forgot what season it was or who was on um and she turned to me she goes mom you'd be so good on this show and I'd be like but they're 25 you know like yeah yeah. She goes, I know, but they should do a show like this for your age. And I have said this before, and it is just because it's so funny. Um, I said for my age, oh, right. Who wants to see old people kissing in a hot tub? And then, you know, fast forward all these years, and I'm kissing in a hot tub. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So she, my daughter came up with the idea first. I can attest That's to that. Crazy. She, um, and so manifestation. That, she manifested it. She did. And uh-huh. then and she's a believer, by the way. So mm-hmm. when I when I saw that, I'm like, I can't believe did did they hear Chloe? Like, you know, did she must have put it out in the universe? And so that was like say a Tuesday, okay? Because you know, I had to catch up. I got home late on Monday, catching up Tuesday. And Friday, I'm at a basketball game, Timberwolves. I love I love basketball. I love the Timberwolves. And um, hometown girl, they're doing really good this year. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I have my phone in my lap. And all of a sudden, I get this random text message from a number I don't know. And it said, you know, Leslie, we got your application for the Golden Bachelor. Could you talk tomorrow? And I was wow. with I was with my friend Ron, who I have a lot of male friends, and you know I was with my friend Ron, and I'm like, do you think this is spam? Do you think this is a joke? And yeah. he looked at it, and he looked at me and is like, I don't know, it seems real to me. And I'm like, oh my god. So that was how, yeah. And then wow. I just kept going. Wow. wow. Probably so are you someone who, like, it reminds me of me because I do that. Like, if I come up with an idea or if, I'm, if I have inspired action, I just do it, like, right then and there. Yeah. It's not well, like I'm you're not, like I'm that. not a procrastinator. I don't wait on things. Right. I just yeah. do it. I don't think sometimes, which yeah. is not a good thing. But I'll just do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, That's if I awesome. was dating somebody, if I had a boyfriend, if I was in a relationship, I, I obviously wouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I wasn't. So. Stars were aligned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us more. We want to know because, of course, we watch and and some of the things that we wonder and our listeners wonder are, you know, what does it feel like to be in love with and have to date someone who is also dating other people in front of you? And 
and just what was the overall experience and feeling like, especially for someone like you're very empathetic, I can tell, intuitive. And so it must be even stronger for you. So what yeah. was that like? Well, you know, going into it, you don't know. I, I when I when I saw Gary on TV when they announced him, that's all I knew. I didn't dive into the internet looking at things. I didn't listen to him on a podcast. I guess he did a podcast before the sh the show and all that. I didn't. I wanted to be completely, you know, organic with the experience. I didn't want to know anything about him. I know I saw that he was handsome, mm -hmm. and I knew that he liked pickleball and like. <laughs> Sports, and that seemed to align with what you know who I am. Um, but that's all I knew. So um, I didn't know how I was going to feel with him. And um, but the more I you know got to be around him, the more I really liked him. And then um, you know our one-on-one -on -one date really we had I had a, such an amazing time. We had the best time um, ATVing, and I really that was the day where I was like. I really like this guy. Mm. And, um, so that was, there was one other date after mine, Faith. And, you know, again, I love all the women in the house. I mean, they were all my friends and still are all my friends. So it was a little hard, you know. I'm sure it was hard for Ellen to see me go on a date with them mm. when she had a date the week before. And then, obviously, it was hard for me to, to see Faith because I know that Faith's feelings are really strong for him. And, um, it, it was hard. I had a hard day that day only because it kind of brought up some old past relationship problems for me, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not being the only person in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was, it was a hard day for me. And, you know, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. And, and then I remember the next day was a, um, a rose ceremony, but we had a cocktail party in the daytime first. And that was the day that Nancy went home because of her foot and everything. So they cut it short and I was the only person that didn't get to talk with Gary. And that, even though I had a rose, I wanted to just talk to him and like, we just had the state and now I can't talk to him, you know? So that whole thing was hard. And, um, mm. you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be, to be honest, because yeah. on other heart of me, even though I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm sensitive and all that, I am a strong person and I've been through a lot. And so I'm like, I can do this, you know, <laughs> but your emotions get the best of you and you're a little sleep deprived and mm -hmm. deprived of, you know, the outside world a little bit. So you're thinking constantly about your relationship, your time with him, your, the time with the girls and all that stuff. So yeah, it was, it was hard. I, this made me think of another question um, that I've always wondered. And when you talk about the cocktail party, is it true they really they last all night? <laughs> the first one. The first one lasted all night because there's okay. twenty there's women. so many. Yeah. Yeah, and he talks to everyone. Yeah. And wow. it's a long night, and we were troopers. We did it. We got yeah. back to the hotel. You know. It's seven in the morning or eight in the morning. I don't even remember, but we did so, it. The rose ceremony is really a during in the the next day then. Like yeah, yeah, the sun was up definitely, oh, but well, the other most of the other ones didn't go all night like that, and that's yeah. why a couple times we had like the cocktail hour in the daytime, and then 
the rose ceremony at night. So that kind of, that was great because then it, it was a lot, you know, shorter than standing all night or being all night in your dress and shoes and all that stuff. So that was, that was good. But huh. yeah. So yeah. interesting. <laughs> and so how, you, you, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, Who's no. first? Who's first? We're so excited. Kim, you go. Kim, I you I was just going to say, do you feel that there was a deeper purpose of why you did this? Like, do you do you feel like there's a reason it didn't work the way that maybe you thought it would, but also you you were meant to do this to impact so many people because of who you are? Like, what do you feel about that? Well, I think it's all like hindsight because when you're in it, you're just in it. You know, my my intentions were I was falling in love with him and I wanted to be with him. You know, I wasn't doing it for Instagram followers or fame or money or anything like that. You know, I, I, I really just, cause if I hadn't felt those feelings, I would have probably self-eliminated because I wouldn't want to take up a, a spot for a, another woman that had those feelings for him. So, I mean, I just, I would feel guilty doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and, but I really felt, I felt hard. And so, um, my breakup on national TV in front of millions of people was difficult to watch back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some some people would, you know, be on Facebook or social media going, you should have been stronger. Why did you let yourself go? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? I'm like, okay, well, in real life, if, some, if you fell for somebody and you thought that he was falling for you and then he broke up with you saying that he fell in love with someone else, you wouldn't go, okay, all right, mm-hmm. you know. I was just living it. And a lot of times you don't think about the cameras that are there. You don't think about the people that are going to watch the show. You're in it, you know. And I was just, I wanted to really be in it. I didn't want anything, you know, out, outside peripheral stuff. I wanted just to yeah. focus what I was doing. And I felt like I did that. You, you know? sure did. And I think we all mm-hmm. felt it. We felt it for you. We yeah. felt like your pain. At least I did. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. When you said you watched, it was hard to watch back that that breakup part. I just imagined where you tried to imagine where you were when you watched it. Were you by yourself? Were you actually at After the Rose? um, Um, No, it was in front of millions of people at the finale. (laughs) So you actually watched it at the AFTR. So it was that. So it is is what it looks like. That's the first (laughs) time I saw that. You see it at the same time in real time that everybody else sees it for the yeah. first time. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how do you hold back those emotions? <laughs> or you don't hold back. It's hard because I didn't want to wreck the beautiful makeup that took it. And <laughs> <I don't have laughs> it. <laughs> um, no, it was, well, I'm going to tell you something. I cried a lot that night that it, that he broke up with me. Mm-hmm. I cried myself to sleep. I cried in the morning. I had a three hour drive from the resort to the airport. I cried there. I cried in the airplane. I cried mm-hmm. when I got home. My brother literally had to like pick me up at the airport and put me to bed. I probably didn't eat for a week. I, I cried for a week. So oh. I, I shed a lot of tears and okay. so, tears for me. So, yeah. So when it happened is when you had most of your yeah. emotions come out right yeah. I mean it was hard to watch and mm-hmm. it took back emotions but yeah um as far as crying over that again 
Mm-hmm. I was like, Mm-mm, not, I'm not shedding. Uh, I don't want to shed any more tears right now. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. time passed. So you were in a different place too. Time passed. I mean, yeah, it was, a, it was, a, it was a while and I had such amazing support from my family and my friends and getting back to, you know, work was hard because everybody wants, everyone thinks I won, you know, and I couldn't say anything. Oh, it's so hard. And, um, so yeah, but it was, it was, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. And, but it was very, um, it enlightened me in a lot of different ways. For one, I realized that, you know, Gary wasn't exactly fit in the mold that I would want normally. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that I loved him and fell in love with him, even though he wasn't the perfect that I keep thinking for me, you know, um, that I realized that I can, you know, fall in love with someone that, you know, I have to give up something, you know, I mean, they may not want to go snowboarding with me or, you know, go to Broadway shows with me or do these things that I love to do. They don't have to. They, they, as long as I, I, I want to just grow old with somebody now in, in, at 65. Mm-hmm. Back, you know, I could say a couple of years ago, I'm still wanting that perfect guy and I don't need that. So that, this show really helped me, um, get over that, you know, mm-hmm. like, Leslie, what, you know, just let's, you know, you want a guy that appreciates you, that's not going to cheat on you, that, um, loves you for who you are, mm-hmm. that makes you laugh, loves your family and loves your dog. Like, that's all I want. Yeah. You know? Really. You know? That's good advice for everyone listening. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like doing this show also, I think, triggered you in a lot of ways. Just because I, okay, I did, we could talk about what we did together, right? Yeah. You and I. <laughs> well, so we did a reading. I'm, you know, if, if, for any new listeners, I'm a medium. So I got a, an opportunity to meet with Leslie one-on-one, and we did a, a reading. And it, for me, felt very healing for you. Um, but I know, so because I know some of this, I know um, I can imagine that the show might have brought up or triggered some of the old traumas yeah. for you. It you can you talk about that? Well, I mean, my father, you know, I don't, I don't want to cry, but my dad took me to school one day and I took a driver's test and I failed and dropped me off. He said, I'll be back. We'll practice and you'll take the test tomorrow. It's not a big deal. And I was 16 and he dropped me off at school. And back then, of course, there's no cell phones. And then um, I'm waiting for him and waiting for him and waiting for him. And I was just about to go inside the school and call my mom or call him or call somebody. And then I see my brother pulling up with my first cousin, Bobby's brother, David, like my first cousin. We all kind of grew up like siblings anyhow, but, um, and my brother yells, get in the car. I'm like, I'm waiting for dad. What are you doing here? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm 16, he's 22. Like, what is he doing here? And he goes, just get in the car. You got to get in the car right now. So I get in the car and he turns around and he says, I'm your dad now. And I said, what do you mean? You're my dad now. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to tell me that my dad died of suicide. So he brought me off at school and then he, died of suicide and I was the last person to see him. So um because of that, 
I think I've emotionally stopped maybe mentally. <laughs> I don't know. Growing at 16, I'm a little girl inside sometimes. I feel I have abandonment issues, which I've tried really hard to get over. Mm -hmm. um, but they're there. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. And so when this happened on the show, of course, I have those triggers. Like I'm, I'm, someone's going to leave me again. Some, you know, all that stuff is, it's really tough. Yeah. And, um, first of all, our show is a safe space to get emotional. So mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> and we're all about, we're all about that. I know. Yeah. Well, I, the um, minute that Eden talked to me on the phone and said something about my dad, I mean, we did it on the phone so she didn't see, but I was like, mm -hmm. started to cry. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I just like, cause I just got the age 16 and something around dad. And then that's yeah. when it came out. Yeah. Um, and, um, I don't even remember what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> in the reading, you were talking about reading. like different things that, that may be triggered from the show. Yeah, I think, yeah. um, oh, this is it because Although all of that happened for you, I'm sure, you know, there's always lessons and learning experience and helping you grow in so many ways, no matter how old we are, we're always still growing. Um, you were so eloquent at mm -hmm. the AFTR at, after the final rose. And when you spoke to Gary, I was blown away. And I remember watching it and we were not connected yet at all. And I felt like I need to talk to Leslie. <laughs> I you just, manifested it too. <laughs> I just, I felt you so much and I wanted to just like talk to you I, and not necessarily like help you, but of course I would love to help you like I got to, but I just like felt like I wanted to give you a hug or something. So one of these days we're going to meet in person. We will do that. Um, but it just, we'll go, we'll, we'll go out with Vicky. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody, just, everybody I run into wants to hug me, which is, was predicted yeah. one of yeah. the producers, but um wow and 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 it's true i'm like every like i'm in trader joe's and some woman started crying when she saw me yeah like, i have to hug you yeah uh, i mean you know it happens a lot so your, i you know your, your story affected so many people in mm -hmm. a positive way thank you yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean well whether it's been being, you know, cheated on in your with a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, um, you know, or having someone in your family die. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of women my age have lost their parents, you know. I unfortunately lost my dad when I was 16 and my mom at 25. So that my brother was it for me, you know. He, like, it's when, when I think, when, I think girls need their dads. And, um, I needed my dad, but I had my brother. And for that, he is the most special person in my life because he really got me through life and still does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I ever have a problem or, or, or something, I, I, you know, I call him, we talk every day. So, um, I was lucky. I was really fortunate that I had that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I see the most, and it was interesting because it was actually a client I had just before this, um, and we were talking about vulnerability and pride and, you know, the 
difference and letting out vulnerable stuff to other people and not seeming to be perfect. And I used Oprah as an example. I said, well, Oprah lets out that she had, you know, really traumatic things happen and she had horrible menopause and everyone loves her even more because she's vulnerable and no one looks down on her. And the girl was like, yeah, you know what? That's true. And that's what it makes me think about you is that you, you had such a, you have, but on the show, you had such a great balance of strength, but also extreme vulnerability. That's why people related to you so much. And women are like, oh my gosh, she can do it. I can do it too. I have permission now to be more vulnerable because I saw somebody else do that. And so I think that's one of the higher reasons you did the show because it, it, that is pro, it really is like so profound. Yeah. I thank you. I appreciate that. I, I didn't know that was going to happen, obviously. Um, I mean, I just, I was really, and I said that, you know, um, at the finale, I said I was just really unapologetically myself. Like I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't really think about the things I was going to say. I mean, half the time, I'm sure they had to edit every, you know, a lot of things I said because, you know, I like to joke around. I like to make jokes. And then sometimes I just <laughs> say things just to make people laugh. And they're like, okay, we got to do that take again, you know, or something. But um, it's just, you know, I was just really myself. And I always have been. And I, I don't know how to be any other way. Like all my friends before I went on the show, just remember, be yourself. Be yourself. I'm like, well, how else would I be? I don't know how to do anything else, you know. But um, right. yeah. So yeah, I I really think the experience on the show has helped me a lot. It's it's really. I mean, I've always appreciated my friends. I love my friends so much. But it's funny. I made such good friends with these women on the show, but I really miss my girlfriends here in Minneapolis. Mm. And, and in LA, I have a lot of good friends in LA. So, but then I'm like, then when I came home, I'm like really missing my girlfriends from the show. So it was like, I just want all my girlfriends with me all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like summer important. camp. Yeah. How important, you know, our relationships are with women. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Well, well, who are you closest to from yeah, the show? I was going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have to say uh, Susan and Kathy. I talk to Kathy a few times a week, sometimes. Um, and Sandra, Ellen. I mean, I was really good friends with Joan, and then, you know, she had to leave. But um, they just kind of all got together out east last weekend, and I just, I just, I really wanted to go, but I just couldn't leave work, and I have to work, and yeah, and so, but I was there in spirit with them. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's so awesome that you really do make close friends from this, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, love I mean, we have a bond that, like, my friends here are never going to understand, and they, they would never try to, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but we do have a bond. And, um, you know, I, like, I'm playing Mahjong tonight with all my <laughs> girlfriends that I grew up with from kindergarten. So oh. nobody, like my friends on the show, like that's, these friends are my sisters, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah. think about it. It's 60, you know, three years or four, whatever. 60. Which you look like you're like 40. So <laughs> yeah, it's blurriness behind me. <laughs> Good lighting. I think it's all yeah. your fitness that you do. Yeah. I, I work out a lot. Yeah. 
That's true. Um, at the we're gonna go fast forward to the wedding, the Teresa and Gary's wedding. There was a moment, and I don't know if anyone's ever brought this up to you. Mm-hmm. There was a moment after they got married. They're walking back down the aisle, and the camera shows Gary looking at you. Really, I didn't notice that. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe now, I'm remember, it's wrong. editing. It's editing. I know. I know. I that's don't know. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look at that. So what it looks like is that he gives you a look, and you guys just you guys meet eyes. Hmm. And I and I remember seeing like social media talking about that moment, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're saying like, "See, Leslie's so upset," and. You know, and I know you came back from you had just come out of gotten out of the hospital. Yeah. Because you had you had sur- major surgery. Yeah. On your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you were like in recovery, but how was that? How did it feel sitting in, you know, at the wedding and going yeah. through that? Um again, a lot of time has passed, you know, People, sometimes when they watch that, they think that we just left Costa Rica or something. But a lot of time had passed, and I processed it. And um, then when I processed it, I realized that Gary and Teresa were probably a better match for a host of reasons. Um, You know, I know that they had, you know, the spouse was dying. That That brought them close together, and I can totally understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it bothered me when people said, oh, I've been divorced, I'm damaged, and like, you know, I didn't want to ever be divorced. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get married to get divorced. I mean, I wanted to be married forever. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted was to be a wife and a mother. So mm-hmm. that, you know, people don't know, you know, yeah. but but I I don't remember him looking at me like that. So it could have been an edit, but yeah. Um, I was okay. I was fine. I mean, was it a little uncomfortable? I can say the only time it may have been uncomfortable for me or just a little was like when they talked about doing their vows during Costa Rica. It's like, cause you know, I was also there and I was there thinking I was going to be at the end. Mm, yeah. So, um, but you know, not, I mean, again, I'm, I love Teresa. We were very close in the house. I only want good things for everybody. At the end of the day, everyone deserves to be loved. Everyone deserves love. And they found it, and I'm happy for them. I really am. I mean, I'm not angry with Gary anymore. You know, in fact, there was a brunch the next morning, and I went up to him. I said, I know at the finale, I said, I don't accept your apology, that I understood it, but I don't accept it. But you know what, Gary? I I want to accept your apology right now. And oh, course, chills! And, <laughs> I know. And of course, in Gary fashion, he started to cry. I said, "Don't cry. Don't yeah. <laughs> cry. You got married. Don't cry." You know. Um. So we hugged it out, and you know, it's all good. That's but yeah, yeah, I wanted him to know that I'm not that girl. But at that point, that mm-hmm. day, that night, I, I just it was hard. You know, right. I didn't speak up with me, and yeah. I, you know, so. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's a that's special. Yeah. What would you say, Kim? <laughs> I was just going to ask one. We want to move on to something else, but yeah. this is the last one for related to the Golden Bachelor. Um, 
Like, what is it like now? Do you feel like a celebrity? Like, I know you didn't weren't looking for that, but it kind of became that. Yeah. So, what does that feel like? And then, what do you what do you see? Like, do you see yourself doing any more media in the future? Um, I would. You know what? First of all, I've lived in Minneapolis my whole life. You know, some of these women, you know, they, uh, I don't know if they live in the town that they were born in, you know, and I say that Minneapolis is a big, small town or small, big town or whatever. Everybody kind of knows each other in a way. Um, I've taught, I've taught for many years. I've people, I've had thousands of people come to my classes, you know, throughout the years. Um, I'm not saying I was a celebrity before, but you know, people knew me. And, you know, then I was married to David, who's a, a kind of a famous chef here in Minneapolis. So people know. Um, but since the show, I can honestly say I don't know how people aren't sick of seeing my face <laughs> <laughs> on in the paper, on magazines. I'm like, oh, my God, another one. You know, um, I was just on the cover. I am on the cover this month of Minneapolis St. Paul magazine, which, you know, is in every grocery store, every doctor's office. Oh, wow you know, everywhere. And so, um, and I hate the picture. I'm so mad about the picture. I don't, <laughs> but <laughs> next, I know to self, I learned something, have the, have the last final say in anything yeah. out in print, but yeah. I did because I trust, I just, whatever, it doesn't matter. But, um, so yes, I, I am stopped constantly. Um, people want to take selfies with me the funniest thing was I went to Madonna the other night and I was in a suite with, I work at the Fillmore, which is a music venue owned by Live Nation. And so I was in a suite with the Live Nation people. But of course, in true Madonna form, she doesn't go on right when she's supposed to. Yep. So then we, my friend and I and Bobby and Vicky were there, not in our suite. But then we text them like, let's meet at, you know, at the bar, whatever, because mm -hmm. then we have 45 minutes. So I go out there. I have to say there were people lined up to take selfies with me. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> um, that happens a lot. Happens when I work at the Fillmore all the time. I'm like, aren't you, didn't you just pay $75 to see the act that's on the stage right now? <laughs> Why do you want my picture? But, that's um, awesome. yeah, so it, it is definitely more prevalent. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and it, happens, being... it happens in airports. It happens in wow. Rica. I just came back. Everybody at the hotel knew I was there. People were coming up to me. I had a hat. My hair was wet. I was in a bathing suit and oh still recognized me. Oh, my gosh. I mean, not Costa Ricans, but Americans that are there. So, yeah, right. yeah I mean, it was crazy. I My friends, like other people on the on the retreat were like, oh, my God, hear, the, hear it again. I was on a catamaran, and everyone on the catamaran was like, oh, my God, it's Kathleen. They're taking pictures of me. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. I, you know, I don't mind it. And I would love to do more things. I mean, I, you know, I feel very comfortable in front of the camera and we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever comes. Yeah, I can see you. I can see you helping teach women how to be themselves. Yeah. <laughs> to be unapologetically themselves. Yeah. I'm, I am doing some kind of a talk on something like that coming up. Someone oh, good. That's awesome. To, you know, just talk in front of women, not really mm -hmm. about the show, but about, it's like an empowerment women type thing. So. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm, we're all yeah. about that. Yeah. Um. So we wanted to just say a little bit of, give a little bit of, I don't know, a little shout out. But you have been 
connected to Prince. And our show, as I've told you, is mm-hmm. kind of a, you know, I don't know. It's not a Prince, Prince creation. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about Prince sometimes. <laughs> um, so you dated him. And I know you said that in the first episode of Golden Bachelor. Um, and so you, he, he uh, wrote, the, wrote the song Sexy Dancer about you? Yeah. Okay. I love that song. Really? Because it's only got five words, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it just, it has that, like... No, I mean, it's a great dance song. That was probably his first, like, kind of dance, you know, EDM-ish kind of song. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You know, it's weird. Um, I probably am going to get in trouble for saying this. So I won't give names. But I've met with some other Prince people, mm-hmm. ladies, who dated him. And there's a they, lot. they told me the same thing. <laughs> the what, what did they tell you? That he uh, wrote that song for them. Ah, okay. yes. Okay, well that's not true because I believe you. I no, believe you. you. Yeah. Well, first of all, first of all, Bobby was there when he said it. Yeah. And was his drummer. And you have proof. Saw me dancing in a fashion show, and we were eighteen. And he wrote the song when he was 18. So after me, there's a lot of songs written for a lot of girls. And true. Slammed. I know that song was written for me because he said, he saw me dance in a fashion show and he said, you're a sexy dancer. I'm going to write a song about you. And mm-hmm. Bobby heard it. So mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you're a dancer. Not, I'm not speculating because I never speculate on anything. Yeah. I know that song was for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I believe you. I completely 100% believe you. And I think I believe that the others who said it believe that too. But... <laughs> well, I mean, were, were they with him when he was 18? I don't know. No, right. no. I right. think you're the one. He wrote it. That's right. You were 18 yeah. years old. We, we uh, met through Bobby and we were the same exact age. And uh, we were 18, and then I went in. I was a professional figure, figure skater in the Ice Follies, and then I went into Ice Follies, and we would write letters back and forth, back and forth. And then he kind of be, started to become a little famous. And um, I was at the forum skating in the show, and he picked me up in a limo, drove right up the ramp. And all my girlfriends, even to this day from the Ice Follies, are like, I just can't. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Driving up the ramp in that limo and then sending me letters all the time. And we'd wow. sit around and talk about the letter. I'd read the letters because they were very explicit. Not going to lie. And yeah. this prince. And it was almost like story time. You know, here we got another letter. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we were young. We were very young. But, but he wrote that song when he was yeah. young. And I was the only girl at 18 that he was, you know. Well, that's such a cool, it's just a cool thing to have experienced. Yeah. He was great. I mean, uh, you know, I I adored him. I really did. He was awesome. Very funny. And he's obviously uber talented. And uh, he loved my cousin. And, you know, Hmm. Bobby loved him. And they were very close. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Did you keep in touch with him or see him throughout the years after that? I did only because, you know, I'd go and see Bob. I mean, I, I kind of stood him up. Um, well, <laughs> but I got married to the person I stood him up for. So Brad, oh. yeah, my first husband, Brad, um, 
Brad and Bobby were best friends as well. Very, very in small town Minneapolis, I told you. Um, anyway, yeah. so, you know, we'd go hear him at Paisley Park at two o'clock in the morning. And yeah, I see him at clubs. Yeah, we'd, we'd always give a hug and, you know, I mean, no hard feelings. He went on to have a million girlfriends, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Very, yeah. very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm getting all these chills while she's talking about him. <laughs> a, a lot of people didn't believe me. I know that. I read those comments, but. I, oh, really? But, oh, yeah. Oh, sure, she did. You know, or sure, he did. But I'm going to tell you something about me. I may be this, that, this, that. I am not a liar. There's mm-hmm. not a lying bone in my body. My kids will tell you I'm honest to a fault. Um, lying is my pet peeve, so I would never lie about that. I feel the same way about lying. Yeah. But, um, you know, you can't, people can't say you're lying just because the obvious is that you are cousins with Bobby, his drummer. Yeah, but I think and, a lot of people didn't know that because I didn't oh, right, say, right. Oh, my, like a lot of people that out there in social media land, they didn't know that Bobby Z was my cousin. Yeah. Um, they'd All they have to do is go on my Facebook and scroll down and see a picture of us together or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, I don't, I don't shout it from the rooftop. Bobby Z is my cousin. And so I just, you know, I know that, you know, a lot of people didn't know that, but still I, even so everybody in Minneapolis has a Prince story and it's connected, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's somehow everyone's connected to Prince. Yeah. Oh, this person, this person. It's so true. I mean, I, I've been to Minneapolis three times and all three times, like everywhere I go, there's like in the Uber driver, the everywhere somebody's talking about Prince, like everywhere you go. Some guy bartender, some guy waited on him, some guy brought, you know, his food up to the room. Like it's whatever, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. But I happen to have a huge connection. I mean, you know, and my brother was a personal valet for 12 years. Hmm. Well, we, we believe you. (laughs) <laughs> thank you yeah, Eden. You, you are the sexy dancer <laughs> yeah now i'll forever think of you during that song <laughs> i love it um well so now i would love to know more about we we want to know about your retreats and the, the spiritual work you do and the fitness work you do for for the people out there in case they're interested or how they can find you oh thank you um Basically, I just do my retreats. I've done them now for seven years, and um, it's uh, one or two times a year, and we go to different places. I have gone to Costa Rica now three years in a row, and now I'm going again in April because um, I had a waiting list, and so now I'm taking, like, the annex group, you know, and basically it's fitness, it's food, it's fun. Um, People can, you know have their own experience they can have group experience some people choose to be sometimes alone some you know some people don't want to be alone um but we have group things we do we go um zip lining and horseback riding and atving and um we go on a catamaran and we have dinners together and i teach um about an hour and a half class every morning and then sometimes in the afternoon i'll do a water class and um it's just a really great, for me, the the most amazing thing that I have, I'm a connector, you know, like I connect people and, mm-hmm. and I always have been like that. But on these retreats, when I see people 
form lifelong bonds, which I did for sure this last one. I mean, there were some young girls on the retreat and they are friends forever. And, mm-hmm, um, yeah. and me even like, I just, some of the, some of these people I just love so much. And, um, it just really warms my heart. It makes me feel so happy that I can do that for people. You know, I'm not, I'm not like a yogi. I'm not like spiritual. I don't teach yoga. I don't pretend to. I don't do that. I, you know, I teach bar, Pilates, all that stuff. But my spirituality with these retreats come from the connections. And it makes me so happy and proud, almost like, you know, a proud mama kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just, um, people, when I see people having fun together, it just makes me happy. Mm. Totally. Well, well, you, um, oh, and by the way, you can find what? it on, uh, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. It's on my Instagram. I have like a booby link and, you know, I always put what I'm doing there and my, and it, it takes you to like my YouTube channel, which is completely free. I have, um, I have, uh, exercise classes on there, dance bar stuff. So, you know, I just, people are like, you don't charge enough or you don't, you know, I'm like, I just want people to like, get into fitness and you know if they if they want more they'll ask me for more you know so i i'm not it's not for me it's not about you know obviously i need to make a living but it's it's more about just really getting people aware that's all hmm. yeah totally beautiful that yeah. you do that Thanks. Yeah. um are we allowed to ask i had that one question <laughs> and i don't know if this is if it's a no-no, before we let you go, I was just so curious, and this is just sort of general, Kim, about the the general question about the cattiness. Oh, yeah. Um, the cattiness on the show? We just asked not, your opinion. Not your show. It was more. It's more of like the other Bachelor shows, especially the one that Joey Joey's season that's going on right now. Um, and you don't have to answer if you can't, but we were – it's something that I think that happens in almost every season, except for the difference. It's it's so different with your, with the golden bachelor, like you, everybody was so kind to each other and loving, except for the zip it stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good friends now, by the way, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, she Kathy's married them. Great. Kathy, Kathy. Yeah. They're, oh, no, they're, that's Kathy. That's Kathy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good friends. That's yeah, good that's friend. good. But um, it just you see such a difference in the in the age um with the different one with the ones that are older, but um, which is so much easier and more fun to watch. But in Joey's season, especially how the it's going right now, and I don't know if you're fully watching it, but how yeah. some some of the girls are so mean. There's a lot of mean girl stuff going on. Um, and it's just so strange how it seems like Joey doesn't know what's happening and do you um, know if that's the, if that's real if that's true you allowed to ask answer yeah i mean i don't know if i can answer but he probably doesn't know no he's not privy to i don't think yeah i mean gary wasn't around us mm-hmm. when we were, you know being yeah. being silly and put had face masks on and watched you know like you know funny things or whatever not there so Unless someone tells them, I don't know. I mean, I yeah. doubt knows, but um, I think, to be honest, I think it's just, I mean, you know, when you're young, you may hold on to certain things. When you're older, it's just like, who's got the time? I know. Um, and yeah. that's, I think that's the difference. I mean, 
listen, when we were young, I mean, I can remember being catty with my girlfriends and, you know, over stupid things. But now it's like, mm -mm. I mean, no, there's, there's, it's the clock is ticking. Like we don't have time or energy. Um, I mean, we talked about this when we were all, you know, just hanging out. We don't have the time or energy or the need to tear each other down. And we just want to build each other up. And that's mm-hmm. why um, when you see social media and, you know, one of the, a couple of the girls on Joey's season, and I, I really commend them for it, went on social media saying, you know, you're not seeing everything. People shouldn't be so mean, you know, and it's, it's hard. Social media is tough. And yeah. I wasn't prepared for it. I mean, okay. I just know that people, I guess they're called trolls, but I watched the show my whole life. I would never think about going on the computer and like tearing down. I have my favorites, just like everyone's got their favorites, but I would never talk about my non-favorites. And, um, you know, there's just people out there that, that just don't want to embrace love. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I mean, through the pictures and stuff that I see of the girls on Joey season, they're all got their arms around each other. You know, at the end of the day, I'm sure that they had their moments, but I think at the end of the day, they, they were really close to, I mean, you, it's hard not to be, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously not every personality is going to mesh with personality, you know, right. but, um, I just, I, I feel like for us, we just, we were in a, we're just in a different place in our life. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that, you know? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's great advice for everybody too, you know, cause I think yeah. some women almost feel like you have to, like, it's just how they've always, like, I, I met someone recently who she said, Oh, I don't have anyone in my life who isn't catty or dramatic. And I'm thinking I'm the opposite. Like I don't attract that. Like, I, don't even... life. I mean, like yeah, and so it's, she had been brought up that way. And so it's almost like she thought that's how life was supposed to go. So she is attracting that. So I think the more we can, unlearn that old stuff and go oh it can actually be bright and light and happy and supportive you know what I mean I think that's my my mom gave me a lot of advice and kind of like one-liners you know Hmm. that was really smart on her part because then I remembered them (laughs) if she she had long conversations with me I probably would have been like no I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but she basically said if you don't have anything nice to say to anyone don't say anything Mm -hmm. and if you don't like me, don't like my hair when it's curly. I got a lot of that. They thought my oh. hair was curly. Oh, yeah. When I did it natural, I didn't put a comb in my head. But so big deal, you know. Someone Once in a while, I want to go natural. I don't need to blow dry my hair every day. And, you know, just stupid things like, mm-hmm. like that. And um, just just keep it to yourself, you know, that's all. And I just feel like there's so much strife in this world, right? Especially right now. Like when we can sit down and watch a show like The Bachelor or The Golden Bachelor, we want to be entertained, we want to laugh. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. I watched it the other night by myself and I'm laying in bed watching it because I, you know, was out and I couldn't wait to get home. And the whole time Maria was on, I had a smile on my face. I love her. <laughs> so old. Time. I yeah. mean, it, it's, I love her too. I love her, but that day to me, first of all, she really reminds me a lot when I was younger. And, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, 
I no filter. I'm just going to say what I want. Yeah. I want to yeah. be happy. She just wanted, she wants to be happy. Yeah. You know, um, she's real. That's she's real. The thing. Mm-hmm. She's real. A little, she got a little misunderstood in the beginning. That happened yeah. to me a lot in my growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had, I, and I, and I DM'd her cause I, I right away reached out to her saying, mm. you girl, don't, I mean, right, like in the beginning, the first episode, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you're amazing. And now we know we, we text each other a little bit. I just adore her. And I said, oh. and I DM'd her and I said, I li- like, but I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm smiling. Cause normally <laughs> if you're watching TV alone or if it's like, if it's funny, you're laughing, but. I just was smiling, laughing. I said, I just literally smiled through your whole date. And and you just let me go to sleep with a smile on my face. And <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, this means so much to me. Thank you. I mean, she's a doll. And mm-hmm. and I have fun watching her. And um, I can relate to her, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like some people can relate to me. Some people can relate mm-hmm. to some people. You know, we all have our thing. And I, I just appreciate her. That's all. Yeah, she reminds me of Nia, my younger daughter. <laughs> I mean, she's I'm like that's cool. Nia. <laughs> she's fun to watch, and that's what the show's about. So <laughs> I wanted yeah. her to know that, you know, because great the social media part can get to you. That's the she's another person that I felt like oh my gosh I want to talk to her because I felt like she was getting such a bad mm-hmm. rap and yeah. and and she was getting blamed for things she didn't do and. Right. And that happens, you know, yeah. but, but I'm glad that like she came out and said, watching it back was hard and you're not seeing everything. And I mm. was like, shoot, I wish I would have done that. Darn. You know, you're not seeing everything. <laughs> there are edits. There's so many things that you're not seeing or um, how we react to things may be out of context or, and, and. You know, I love that she did that and she probably got a, you know, a zillion more followers or whatever because she did that. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish I could have explained myself a little bit more, you know. Uh, is there anything you want to say now? That, huh? that you want, is there anything you want to say now you want people to know <laughs> that you didn't uh, say? Sometimes there's edits. You're not seeing everything. <laughs> um, no, sometimes I didn't feel like doing my hair in Costa Rica. It was like, it was gone. It was not happening and um I was just trying to be me that's all that's that's all I can say Hmm. well we are so grateful to have you yeah you are a joy (laughs) joy. and I just I love yeah and you you remind me of today I sent Eden this actually but and I'm not going to read the whole thing Eden but I sent this thing from Dr. Wayne Dyer today and it talks about how you impact others. And it says, your presence instills calmness in others. People feel empowered by your presence. You energize people. You help people see the best in themselves, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how you you just come across as that. Um, I'll have Eden. Eden, send her the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> so she can read it. Um, because it's a great reminder. And um, and I just, I, I'm really grateful you're on. And I know Eden is too. And. I just, I hope everyone listens to this episode because I think there's so much to learn from you. Thank you so much. That really, really, really means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. I don't take these things for granted at all. And when people reach out to me on Instagram and they message me nice things, I respond to them all the time. And I just don't, I just don't take it for granted. I, I really appreciate the love 
that people show and I appreciate those people that show that love and yeah. Well, thank you. Well, well, thank you for being here so much and everybody reach out to Leslie and follow her and um, thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Thank guys. you. Bye thanks, everyone. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.